And we can let that introductory music now propel us into a different view today with Andrew Chong from Merger Market. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. US-Korea relations revisited. Trump asks for cash for THAAD. Right. And this is an issue that we've talked about a lot this week. Mm -hmm. It's an issue that I will confess has, has upset me, Andrew. Indeed. A lot of other people as well. I think yeah, people who I've spoken to who weren't particularly animated about THAAD before suddenly feel, what is going on here? And I don't blame them. So what have the papers had to say? Right. I think on the one hand, you have the people who are voicing frustration as such as you just mentioned. And then you have the other news outlets saying, everybody calm down. You know, it's not the end of the world. No, it's we not the end of the world, that. but you don't need that then, do we, if you have to pay a billion dollars for it? Right. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. That's not what people are saying. Right. But, to, I, well, you know, you know what? We'll jump to that right away. So, to this Hegeibo... This newspaper voices suspicion that Trump's billion-dollar remarks regarding Thad is part of a larger strategy aimed at gaining advantage in future talks. So the newspaper is arguing that Trump's statement is not really about disappointing or frustrating or sparking fierce public opinion. And the newspaper cautions South Korean voters that responding to Trump's statements by voicing objection uh, to the deployment of Thad would be wrong as Trump's statement is ultimately a question of cost. Not to mention that end of the day, South Korea will need that for its defense, uh, according to the Segeable. So the Segeable is saying, you know, everybody calm down. We still need that. And we might not end up paying for it after all. So we shouldn't, you know, fret over it is what the Segeable is saying. Yeah, I, I'm not... You know, we've done a lot of interviews on this. I'm still not convinced that we do need THAAD for defense, by the way. And I think mm. a lot of people aren't. But my position before, Andrew, was that in the interest of having a good, solid relationship with the United States and in, in the interest of continuing to work positively with that alliance, if, if the system could be placed remotely, such as in Songju County, uh, mm -hmm. if uh, necessary compensations could be met for local residents who are upset, and mm. you know, if we could find a way forward, then it wouldn't be such a bad thing. The thing is, after all this issue that we've just been going on about for months, the problems this has caused with China, etc., cetera, right. etc., cetera, for Donald Trump to now ask for a billion dollars, it, it's actually insulting. It that, is insulting. And, and, I, and I think for that reason, right. you, it's, it goes beyond diplomacy. You do have to make a point. And that, that's not being anti-US. Frankly, it's being anti-Trump. And it's being common sense, I think. Mm. And this whole Ocean Moon is one of the newspapers that were on side of this frustration argument uh, over this whole issue. And this morning newspaper urged U.S. and South Korean policymakers to follow the principles set in the Status of Forces Agreement to resolve problems, you know, coming out of this Trump uh, statement. And this newspaper noted that the Status of Forces Agreement between the U.S. and Korea, sometimes referred to as SOFA, says the U.S. Uh, should shoulder operational costs of deployed weapons while South Korea is supposed to provide real estate and the facilities to house and deploy these weapons within Korea. So, Obviously, clearly saying that we're not going to be it. We're not. We're not supposed to pay a billion dollars for this. We're supposed to provide the real estate, which we did through this golf course that we gave to the U.S. and provide the housing and the facilities and the et cetera. The I guess the logistics required to deploy this weapon. And Ms. Hoshiman also urged U.S. policymakers to note that 
Trump's comments could spark fierce objection and opposition to the deployment of Thad to Korea, as you just said, yeah. including public opinion supporting the withdrawal of the weapons system and opinion here saying Trump has considered the U.S.-Korea alliance as a business deal rather than a moral promise based on common values. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, well, we've, we've heard analysis right, and, and, and right. you still get the opinion put forward that somehow the United States is only here because South Korea wants the U.S. here. And that's so wrong right, right. so inaccurate but right. i i don't blame people for being angered by that of mm-hmm. course there is a benefit there's no doubt there's a benefit but it's a right. it's a mutual relationship that goes back decades that's indeed well, surely the obvious thing to say mm. andrew right <laughs> which brings us to our next yeah. question was it fair for trump to say this and i guess we've been discussing this and the choson nilbo i guess you know listed out a li- you know, list of good reasons why this relationship was supposed to be mutual, was supposed to be a win-win relationship, and hence, we're not due to pay a billion dollars. And the Chosun Yubo wrote an editorial voicing deep frustration and anger at this remark and argues that Trump's proposal has totally lacking of common sense in its editorial published last Saturday. And this newspaper argues that South Korea and the U.S. agreed to deploy that as a win-win strategy as the missile protects U.S. forces and nationals in Korea while also protecting you know, South Korean property and real estate against the North Korean threat. And the newspaper continues that the two countries had hence agreed to divide the cost. That's just as Solution Moon said, and Trump's statement goes against this agreement. And the Chosen also argues that Trump's statement that Korea is free-riding on U.S. security services in Korea is wrong. Reason one, South Korea pays around a trillion Korean won per year. Uh, to support the general defense costs. And South Korean taxpayers also paid for the great majority of the costs associated with building the new U.S. military base in Pyeongtaek, which is also known as Camp Humphreys here in South Korea. Mm-hmm. And South Korea, reason three, according to Sosomo Bo, is South Korea buys billions of dollars worth of U.S.-made weapons uh, for its Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. So yeah. the Sosomo well, is saying Trump's policies have the potential to degrade the alliance from that of a value-centered alliance to a mere regional strategic alliance, as we've just been discussing. Yeah, I mean, you scarcely need to say it, Andrew. Uh, We have a number of valued American listeners, I know, both within diplomatic circles and military circles, and I feel sorry for them. They're being led by a man here who seems to show no appreciation for the nuances of this relationship and no appreciation for the fact that we're about to have an election that could change this relationship dramatically and make life much harder. For Trump and us for everyone concerned. Right, right, right. Let's talk about our next subject. By the way, there's still time if anyone wants to get involved right away on that. Pounder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message. uh, If you want to do so, message in the next three or four minutes. Andrew... Uh, stocks, uh, the market seems to be filled with optimism in general at the moment. How much of that is justified? Right, and I guess this is always the question surrounding investors in the stocks market. And the reason we're discussing this today is because the Kospi, the uh, the, the main boards here, uh, hit 2219.67 at closing yesterday. So this is the second highest closing after 2011, May 2nd, when the Kospi hit its peak of 2228.96. So this is pretty, I guess, you know, it's generating a lot of optimism. And I wanted to mention a Hangyore report because this newspaper, in my opinion, you know, this just could be a stereotype, but in my opinion, rarely publishes articles saying, you know, the stock market is doing well and it's time, it's hinting that it's, you know, time to invest in, et cetera. And this article headlined, this time's different, uh, apparently hinting that the South Korean Kospi's index surges uh, was validated by fundamentals and would not lead to a sudden drop or correction in the markets. And 
according to that report, the newspaper argues that this time's different because in 2011, when South Korea's KOSPI was um, hitting new highs then, uh, the market surge came despite lurking volatility and uncertainty in the uh, struggling European Union economies, yes. such as Italy, Greece, etc., while the market surge then was largely fueled by the Fed's uh, mass massing, you know, massive uh, quantitative easing following the 2007 financial crisis. So the Hangyeonghe then argues that the current surge is backed by healthy revenue among major illicit companies, rising exports, general optimism, both within and without Korea, and also voices optimism that the KOSPI could rise up to 2350 based on past calculations and comparisons to the nominal gross domestic product. So the Hangyeonghe wrote a very, I guess, in my opinion, a very rarely... You know, noted. You know, pro market kind of article. I was about to say, right, this right. is the Hungary, right? Right. I, I wonder whether we're going to have to get used to this if they have uh, one of their own right. in power. Because, but they are an opposition paper. It probably Liberal, won't take right. too long. But yeah, I just found it very they, interesting. They and start to worth noting. Holes in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. But uh, I mean, this is just one indicator. We've been, I think, noting repeatedly in recent days that a number of them are looking positive for the local economy, which is great. And the more we have that confidence, the more you feed off it, and it keeps getting better. But any big hurdles lurking that we should just quickly right. be aware of? Always that fear about corrections coming up. And I'm going to jump to the Made of Business newspaper. And this newspaper wrote an article last week, an editorial last week, uh, voicing some of these lurking, uh, I guess, risks uh, in the uh, in the coming months and uh, coming weeks. And the mail argues, number one, is foreign cash in the market appears to be speculative, meaning loads of cash could suddenly pull out, so it could lead to a very yeah. big correction. And you can then, also sense investors thinking, gosh, should I, should I be selling now? <laughs> right, right. Have we reached the peak? Right. And reason number two uh, uh, that we should be careful is that the current surge is led by a few major stocks, uh, including but not limited to Samsung Electronics, which accounts for about a fifth of the entire Kospi's market capitalization, and taking Samsung out would mean the Kospi could be under one eight hundred. But the more we say things like we could hit that two thousand three hundred and fifty mark, the less likely people are to suddenly rush and sell. Andrew, indeed. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Alex. Andrew Jung, with our different view today, and thank you everybody for your company on this national holiday, Buddha's birthday. Hope you have a fantastic. Rest of morning and afternoon and evening, indeed, in Seoul, whatever you get up to. Do stay with us, tuned to Careerscape next up on TBS EFM after your latest news headlines. And we'll be back on air as we are throughout this golden holiday this morning, tomorrow at 7.05.